Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Football Addicts Anonymous podcast. Just me again today, so we're going to get this thing done pretty pretty quickly here. Uh, great weekend of football. A lot of upsets in college. A lot of upsets in NFL as well. So uh, I'll break that all down for you. We'll get you all caught up with everything going on around the league. A couple of uh, college football things going on as well. And then uh, get you set for the game tonight uh, and the game on Thursday night. So we had uh, one game we picked on Friday, UTSA 32-10 over FIU. They didn't cover the spread like I thought they would, um, but they did win handily here by three scores. Uh, Frank Harris, 68.6% for the Roadrunners, 303, 303 yards, two touchdowns, and a fumble. FIU played two quarterbacks. UTSA actually uh, eventually played two as well, Eddie Lee Marburger. Didn't complete a pass on his four attempts, also fumbled, so not a great game for Marburger and uh, his limited action. But FIU played two quarterbacks, uh, Grayson James. He went uh, 18 of 36, that's 50%, 174 yards and a pick. And uh, Hayden Carlson for the Panthers as well, two of three, 12 yards. Um, Kevorian Barnes was the star of the game. Uh, UTSA running back, 20 carries, 128 yards, two touchdowns, and a 13-yard catch. Um, and then defensively, I'm going to go with uh, UTSA linebacker Trey Moore. Three tackles, two of them solos, uh, two and a half sacks, two and a half tackles for loss. FIU cover plus 34, under 62 and a half, easily. Saturday, yeah, we don't got to talk about this game. Uh, number five, Michigan, 41-17 over number 10, Penn State. Uh, J.J. McCarthy for the Wolverines, 70.8%, 17-24, 145 yards a pick. Seven carries for 57 yards. Sean Clifford, Penn State, got dinged up in this game late. Uh, seven of 19, 36.8%, 120 yards. Six carries for 74 yards. And then uh, Drew Aller came in. For Clifford, uh, 5 of 10, 50%, 37 yards. So not the game that uh, Clifford needed to have for Penn State to win. They were in this game 14 to 13 um, lead and then 14 to 16 at halftime uh, deficit for Penn State. So they were in the game. Um, you know, they, they got outscored 25 to three in the second half though so you know you can't do that kind of stuff when you're facing a top five team especially on the road the running game was just pounding penn state's defense all day uh penn state offensively couldn't get anything going on the run um nicholas singleton their leading ball carry outside of clifford who's most of his yards came on a 60 yard run uh singleton though six carries 19 yards um but the running game for Michigan, Donovan Edwards led the way, 16 carries, 173 yards, two touchdowns, and a 21-yard catch. Blake Cora, my Heisman uh, future is looking a lot better now after this game, passing the first of their tests this year. 28 carries, 166 yards, two touchdowns, three catches for 15 yards. Mitchell Tinsley and Harrison Wallace tied for the lead in receiving yards in the game. 
Tinsley, Western Kentucky transfer to Penn State, five catches, 57 yards. Harrison Wallace, two catches, 57 yards. Uh, defensively, have to go with my guy, linebacker Curtis Jacobs for Penn State. Linebacker U, of course. Five tackles, three solos, and a 47-yard pick six that helped Penn State stay in the game and take the lead, 14-13 at the time. Uh, Michigan covered minus seven, over 48.5 easily. Number nine, Ole Miss beating Auburn, 48-34. Robbie Ashford, 8 of 17, 47.1%, 140 yards, two picks, 15 carries, 35 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Jackson Dart for Ole Miss continues to be subpar, 9 of 19, 47.4%, 130 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick, 14 carries, 115 yards. That's the big stat right there, the 115 rushing yards, because that's what Ole Miss does best right now. Uh, running back Tank Bigsby for Auburn. We had 400-yard rushers in this game, including Dart. Uh, so three running backs, though. Tank Bigsby, Auburn, 20 carries, 179 yards, two touchdowns for Ole Miss. Quinshawn Judkins, 25 carries, 139 yards, two touchdowns, and a seven-yard receiving touchdown. Uh, Zach Evans, 21 carries, 136 yards, a touchdown, and a 23-yard receiving touchdown. Uh, leading receiver in the game, Auburn wide receiver Coy Moore, one catch for 46 yards. And then a lot of defensive stats on this game. Um, I'm going to go with Auburn corner Keontae Scott, however, eight tackles, three of them solos, uh, a half a tackle for loss, one QB hurry, and a pick. Auburn cover plus 16 by two. And the over 55 easily. A lot of overs hit this weekend in college football. Uh, Oklahoma getting back on track. Losers of three straight. Uh, 52-42 over number 19, Kansas. Now Kansas without Jalen Daniels at quarterback. Dylan Gabriel, however, came back for Oklahoma. Did not know he was going to be back uh, for this game. So we kind of lost it on that one. But Dylan Gabriel was fantastic. Uh, 69% completion, 403 yards, two touchdowns, a pick, 10 carries for 37 yards, a touchdown, and two fumbles, however, so three turnovers for him, but they held out. Uh, and then Kansas quarterback Jason Bean was also very good uh, in Daniels' stead, just like he was last week coming in when he was injured against TCU. 59.3% completion, 265 yards, four touchdowns, two picks, 10 carries for 41 yards. Eric Gray was a monster in this game for Oklahoma. 20 carries, 176 yards, two touchdowns, two catches for 13 yards. Um, also, the other running back for Oklahoma, Javante Barnes, 21 carries, 69 yards. He also scored two rushing touchdowns. Receiving-wise, we had four 100-yard receivers in this one, two for Kansas, two for Oklahoma. Kansas wide receiver Lawrence Arnold, five catches, 113 yards, two touchdowns. Tight end Mason Fairchild, six catches, 106 yards, and two touchdowns. For Oklahoma, it was wide receiver Marvin Mims, nine catches, 106 yards, and tight end Braden Willis, five catches, 102 yards, and a score. Defensively, not much here, so I'm going to go with Oklahoma linebacker David Ugwogbu. Uh, eight tackles, five solos, one sack, two tackles for loss, and a QB hurry. Kansas cover, plus 10.5. I actually got Oklahoma minus 9, uh, so got that covered for myself on the Oklahoma side. Over 66.5, easily.
Number 22, Texas, 24-21 over Iowa State. Quarterback Hunter Deckers for Iowa State, 69.4% completion, 329 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Also on the ground, eight carries, 30 yards, a touchdown, and a fumble. Quinn Ewers was great, 65.4%, 172 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, but Bijan was was the story here. Bijan Robinson for Texas, 28 carries, 135 yards, four catches for 36 yards. Receiving wise, Xavier Hutchinson had him had himself another day uh, for the Cyclones, 10 catches, 154 yards. Uh, also for Iowa State, wide receiver Jalen Noel, he scored twice on six catches for 94 yards, and of course Xavier Worthy, Texas's best receiver, uh, eight catches, 72 yards. Two scores for him. Defensively, not much here. Texas line, defensive lineman Moro Ojomo gets my player of the game status. Three tackles, two solos, one sack, one and a half tackles for loss. Iowa State cover plus 15 and a half. I gave that out last week. I thought uh, on Friday I thought they would uh, keep it close with how that defense plays, and they uh, easily covered that one. Uh, so I cashed that in under 48 and a half. Illinois, 6-1, Illini, 26-14 over Minnesota. Tommy DeVito, 78.1% completion, 252 yards, a touchdown, three carries, 17 yards, and another score. For Minnesota, quarterback Tanner Morgan, 4 of 12, 33.3%. Terrible performance for both the Minnesota quarterbacks that played in this game. 21 yards for him, one pick, six carries for 23 yards, and a touchdown. Um, quarterback Athen Kaliakmanis. Uh, Manis for Minnesota came in. He was just as bad, like I said, 2 of 6, 33.3% completion, 17 yards, and 2 picks. Uh, Chase Brown was a monster. Yes, 41 carries for Mr. Brown in this game. That is just ridiculous. 180 yards on those carries. Would kind of expect more, but he still averaged 4.4 yards a carry. Still very good. Three catches for 53 yards and a score as well. He can do it all, catch and run. Uh, running back Mohamed Ibrahim, also a great day for him, as he always does for the Golden Gophers. 15 carries, 127 yards, one touchdown, and he also had a two-yard catch. Leading receiver in the game, Illinois wide receiver Isaiah Williams, nine catches for 62 yards. And uh, defensively, I'm going to go with uh, Illinois defensive back Sidney Brown, five tackles, two solos, a pass deflection, a QB hurry, and a pick. Illinois cover plus four and a half, over under 40 pushed. Old Dominion routing. Coastal Carolina to give them their first loss, 49-21 on the green turf, mind you. Grayson McCall, uh, four quarterbacks played in this game. Grayson McCall for Coastal, 26-34, 76 76.5%, 358 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, I don't know what else you want from, from Grayson McCall. He did everything he possibly could do to get them the win. Uh, the ground game was not there, though, for Coastal as uh, running back Reese White, their leading rusher in the game, 10 carries, 46 yards. Uh, other quarterback playing in this game for Coastal, Jarrett Guest, 1 of 4, 25%, 8 yards. The two quarterbacks combined uh, in this game for Old Dominion, Hayden Wolf, 12 of 16, 75%, 180 yards, 2 touchdowns, and DJ Mack Jr., 
uh, completed his only pass for 21 for a 21-yard score, also ran it three times for 26 yards and a touchdown. The story of the game, though, running back Blake Watson for uh, the Monarchs here, 18 carries, 256 yards, and three touchdowns. Coastal had no option, no, no way of stopping him all day long. 100-yard receiver in this game, Coastal wide receiver Sam Pinckney, seven catches, 113 yards, and a fumble. A lot of receiving touchdowns to go there. Um, And then uh, defensively, I'm going to go with uh, Old Dominion defensive tackle Denzel Lowry, five tackles, one solo, two sacks, two tackles for loss, and a pass deflection. Old Dominion plus 11.5, over 58.5 easily. Not really. 60 points. Or no, it was easily 70 points in this game. Uh, number one, Georgia. 55 to 0 shutout over Vanderbilt. Uh, it was a great time for Georgia homecoming. Uh, Stetson Bennett got back on track 24 30, 80%, 289 yards, two touchdowns. Carson Beck also came in the game. He was great as well. 8 of 11, 72.7%, 98 yards, two touchdowns, and a 13-yard carry. A.J. Swan, quarterback for Vandy, 12 of 23, 52.2%, 105 yards. Uh, And it was the Georgia ground game all day. Uh, Running back Dejon Edwards, 10 carries, 49 yards, and a touchdown. Kenny McIntosh scored twice for the Dogs, 9 carries, 43 yards, and a score. Two catches, 20 yards, and another score there. Uh, Cash Jones, he ran his only carry into the end zone, 36 yards to the house. And leading receiver in the game, big man, 6'8", 6'9", whatever he is, tight end, Darnell Washington, four catches, 78 yards for the dogs. Uh, defensively, there wasn't much to go on in this game, so I'm going to go with Georgia defensive back Keely Ringo, three tackles, all of them solos, one tackle for loss, and two pass deflections. Good story for Eric Gilbert to get back in the end zone as well. A uh, couple rough years for him. Georgia cover minus 37.5. I got it at 38.5. They still got it done. I knew they would in this game. Told you all that on Friday. And the under 56.5 hits by 1.5. Number 6, Tennessee. This is what everyone's talking about. Number 6, Tennessee, 52-49 over number 3, Alabama. Uh, they essentially flipped spots in the poll, I believe, this week. And um, Tennessee's officially put themselves, put everyone else in the SEC on notice, especially Georgia. Um, So that game's coming up in December or November, whenever it is November or something. But it's coming, and and luckily we get it at home. So we'll have to see how these two teams do the rest of the way. But Bryce Young, uh, I mean, this was quarterback performances for the ages. 67.3%, 67.3%, 455 yards, two touchdowns. Hendon Hooker on Tennessee, though, 21 of 30, 70%, 385 yards, five touchdowns, a pick, 14 carries, 56 yards, and a fumble. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, running back for Alabama, another 100-yard game, 24 carries, 103 yards, three touchdown runs for him, five catches for 48 yards. And then Jalen Hyatt, I mean, holy hell. Wide receiver for the Vols, six catches, 207 yards. That's 34.5 yards per reception. And five, he caught every touchdown pass from Hendon Hooker. 
Um, that is just crazy to have five touchdown catches in one game. Um, Princeton Fant also for Tennessee had a one yard or two yard touchdown run to go along with his three catches for 24 yards. And uh, defensively, a lot of great performances, but I have to go with linebacker Dallas Turner for Alabama. Two tackles, one solo, and an 11-yard fumble returned for a touchdown. Tennessee plus nine over 68 easily. 101 points in this game. Number 13, TCU upsetting number eight, Oklahoma State, 43-40 in double overtime. I will say this now. I absolutely hate TCU. Back-to-back games, uh, they should have lost, uh, especially this one, they should have lost. Um, it's fine. Oklahoma State will get them back later uh, when they meet in the Big 12 title game, hopefully. Uh, but, yeah, Max Duggan, 23-40, 57.5%, 286 yards, two touchdowns, 11 carries, 57 yards and a touchdown. Spencer Sanders struggled, 16-36, that's 44.4%, 245 yards, one touchdown, a pick, but his legs were a big difference. 11 carries, 68 yards, and two scores. 100-yard rusher in this one, TCU running back Kendra Miller. 22 carries, 104 yards, two touchdowns, and a 17-yard reception. Um, and then Quint Quentin Johnson continues to be a monster. Eight receptions, 180 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, two straight games, he's just killed defenses. Uh, and then defensively, there weren't many stats here, so I'm going to go with uh, Oklahoma State defensive end Tyler Lacey. Seven tackles, five solos, one sack, two tackles for loss. Oklahoma State did cover, though, plus five, over 70 and a half. Easily. 83 in that game. Number 18, Syracuse, upsetting number 15, NC State, 24-9 in the Dome. Garrett Schrader was good, 64% completion, 16-25, 210 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, 16 carries, 81 yards, a touchdown. No Devin Leary for the Wolfpack, so quarterback Jack Chambers was in, 18-30, 60%, 160 yards, 19 carries, 58 yards. Sean Tucker is a beast uh, for Syracuse. He's their lifeblood running back. 14 carries, 98 yards, a touchdown, four catches for 14 yards. Also a beast in this game, wide receiver Aronde Gadsden, the second, eight catches, 141 yards, two scores for the Orange. Uh, defensively, I'm going to go with Syracuse linebacker Michael Jones, seven tackles, three solos, one sack, one and a half tackles for loss. Syracuse cover minus three, under 42 and a half. Liberty, a weird close one against Gardner-Webb of all teams. 21-20, a comeback performance by Liberty. Quarterback Bailey Fisher for Gardner-Webb, 53.5% completion, 239 yards, one touchdown, two picks. Uh, quarterback Jonathan Bennett for Liberty, 17-30, 56.7%, 222 yards, one touchdown, two picks as well. Gardner-Webb, running back... Nari Gaither, 21 carries, 100 yards, a touchdown, three catches for eight yards. Uh, Day-Day Hunter scored the game-winning touchdown for Liberty. Running back, nine carries, 76 yards, a touchdown, two catches for 25 yards. 100-yard receiver in this game, Gardner-Webb, wide receiver TJ Luther. 
Uh, eight receptions, 131 yards, and a score. Uh, Gardner Webb, wide receiver, Ephraim Floyd. He had a 27-yard reception, but he had a, a trick play. He threw a pick on his lone pass attempt. Defensively, a lot of great games here. Uh, I'm going to go with Gardner Webb, defensive end, Ty French, however. Four tackles, three solos, two sacks, two tackles for loss, and a QB hurry. Uh, Gardner Webb cover plus 24 and a half and uh, under 55 easily. Another upset, Georgia Southern 45 to 38 over number 25, James Madison, their first loss of the season as well. So luckily for them, Coastal suffers their first the same weekend they do theirs. Uh, they had no answers, the JMU defense that is, uh, to Kyle Van Treese and the uh, Eagle passing game. 38 of 64, 59.4% completion, 578 yards, four touchdowns and a pick. Uh, Todd Santeo was just as good for JMU, however. 28 of 48, 58.3%, 468 yards, two touchdowns. However, he threw three picks to Vantrese's one. That was big difference in this game. 12 carries for 44 yards, and he scored three on the ground, so five total touchdowns for Todd Santeo in this game. Not enough, however. Um, running back Percy Agui-Obese for the Dukes. 18 carries, 106 yards, 2 catches, 11 yards. Um, Southern really didn't run the ball effectively at all. Jalen White, their leading rusher, 11 carries, 20 yards, 1.8 yards per carry. But he also added 6 catches for 64 yards and a touchdown. 300, 500-yard receivers in this game. Uh, wide receiver Amari, Amari Jones uh, for Georgia Southern. Seven catches, 164 yards, two touchdowns. JMU wide receiver Reggie Brown, eight catches, 136 yards, and a score. Uh, Georgia Southern wide receiver Caleb Hood, eight catches, 131 yards. Uh, JMU wide receiver Chris Thornton, five catches, 126 yards. And then uh, Southern wide receiver Jeremy Singleton, seven catches, 108 yards. Defensively, got to go uh, with the top guy there, Southern defensive back Derek Canteen. 12 tackles, 7 solos, 1 sack, 1 tackle for loss, 3 pass deflections, and a QB hurry. Also at the mention, Georgia Southern wide receiver Joshua Thompson. Southern blocked a punt, and he recovered the ball in the end zone for a touchdown. Georgia Southern plus 13, over 67 and a half easily. Tulane, 6-1, Green Wave, 45-31 over USF. Uh, Michael Pratt, 23-35, 65.7%, 329 yards. Two touchdowns, 16 carries, 15 yards, and another two touchdowns there. USF played two quarterbacks, Ken Travis Marsh, 7-15, 46.7%, 150 yards, two touchdowns, and a fumble. I believe because Jerry Bohannon got hurt before that, though, he was 7-8, of 87.5%. 109 yards, one touchdown, five carries, 59 yards, and another score. Uh, Tajay Spears has been a, a, a great player for Tulane all season. 18 carries, 151 yards, two touchdowns, and a fumble. Uh, leading receiver in the game, USF wide receiver Jimmy Horn Jr., five catches, 98 yards, and a touchdown. Defensively, I have to go with the USF defensive end Jason Vaughn, a monster all day, four tackles, all of them solos. Three sacks, three tackles for loss. But USF linebacker Dwayne Boyles 
also a very effective game. 15 tackles, 12 tackles, 12 solos, uh, one sack, two tackles for loss, and a pass deflection. Uh, Tulane covered. Got I cashed that one. Minus 12 over 55. LSU 45-35 over Florida. Jaden Daniels for LSU 71.9%. 349 yards, three touchdowns, 14 carries, 44 yards, and another three touchdowns. Six total on the day for Mr. Daniels there. Quarterback Anthony Richardson struggled a bit. 15 to 25, 60%, 185 yards, one touchdown. But on the ground, he was great. Nine carries, 109 yards, and another touchdown there. LSU running back Josh Williams, 14 carries, 106 yards, and an eight-yard reception. Uh, Florida running back Montreal Johnson Jr., he scored twice on 13 carries for 57 yards, also had two catches for five yards. Kayshawn Booty, what a coming out game, finally. Uh, he has a great game, six catches, 115 yards for him in this one. And uh, defensively, you got to go with my guy, Florida linebacker Brenton Cox Jr., three tackles, two solos, one sack, one tackle for loss, and two QB hurries. LSU covered uh, plus two, over 51 easily. South Alabama, they are 5-1. The Jags, 41-34 over UL Monroe. Looks a lot better than the actual score. UL Monroe scored late to get within one score. For South Alabama, quarterback Carter Bradley, 75.8%, 420 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, UL Monroe, quarterback Chandler Rogers, 20-27, 74.1%, 371 yards, four touchdowns and a pick. 14 carries, 13 yards there. So quarterbacks, crazy good stats in this game. Leading rusher, South Alabama running back Marco Lee, 15 carries, 93 yards. He scored two touchdowns there. And then how about the game? We had um, one 200-yard receiver, three 100-yard receivers. Tyrone Howell for ULM, nine, carry, nine receptions, 244 yards, and three touchdowns there rivaling Jalen Hyatt's day for Tennessee there. Uh, and then South Alabama had 300-yard receivers. Uh, Devin Voison, seven receptions, 141 yards. Colin Lacey, 12 catches, 133 yards, and a touchdown. And then Jalen Wayne, five catches, 127 yards, and two touchdowns there. Defensively going to go with uh, UL Monroe linebacker Tristan Driggers. Uh, for my defensive player of the game, eight tackles, five solos, one sack, two tackles for loss. ULM cover plus 17, over 51 easily. Number seven, number four, Clemson, 34-28 over Florida State. Quarterback Jordan Travis for FSU, 57.1%, 254 yards, two touchdowns, 14 carries, 64 yards, uh, one touchdown, and a fumble. DJ Uyagalale, uh for Clemson, not the greatest day for my Heisman um, bet there, but 65.2%, 15 of 23, passing 203 yards, three touchdowns. That's a good number there. 14 carries, 26 yards, and another score on the ground. Will Shipley was great for the Tigers all day, though. Running, uh, running back for Clemson, 20 carries, 121 yards, six catches for 48 yards. Wide receiver Antonio Williams led the way receiving in the game for Clemson two catches 76 yards and a touchdown um and then defensively a lot of great games gotta go uh with Clemson defensive end Miles Murphy here six tackles five solos two sacks three and a half tackles for loss also 
FSU linebacker DJ Lundy, two tackles, one solo, but he had a one-yard touchdown run. Love when the defensive players can get that done. Uh, Clemson cover, minus four and a half, over 51. Easily. Number 22, Kentucky upsetting. And number 16, Mississippi State, 27-17 in Lexington. Will Levis returned to have a great game, 17-23, 73.9%, 203 yards, 230 yards, one touchdown and a pick. Will Rogers, on the other hand, 67.6%, still uber accurate, but only 230 yards, one touchdown and a pick. This is the game I've been waiting to see from running back Chris Rodriguez Jr. for Kentucky. 30 carries, 196 yards, two touchdowns, and one catch for zero yards. Mississippi State couldn't run the ball at all. Uh, running back Dylan Johnson, two carries, 14, 16 yards, three catches for five yards. And then uh, their leading receiver for Mississippi State was running back Jaquavius Marks, five carries, 14 yards, seven catches for 60 yards. Uh, leading receiver in the game, however, was Kentucky wide receiver Barry and Brown, seven catches, 62 yards. Uh, defensively, got to go with uh, Mississippi State corner Emmanuel Forbes, three tackles, one solo, one pass deflection, and a 59-yard pick six. Kentucky plus three and a half, under 50 and a half. Number 20, Utah, 43-42 upset over number seven, USC. Uh, Cam Rising for Utah, 30-44, 68.2%, 415 yards, two touchdowns, 11 carries, 60 yards, and another three scores, so five total for him. Five total for Caleb Williams as well, 25 of 42, 59.5% completion, 381 yards, five touchdown passes, eight carries for 57 yards. Travis Dye, your leading rusher in the game for USC, 11 carries, 76 yards, one touchdown, three catches for 43 yards. Um, and then how about the game for tight end Dalton Kincaid? He was everything for Utah, passing the ball. 16 receptions, 234 yards, and a touchdown reception there. 200-yard receivers for USC as well. Wide receiver Mario Williams, four catches, 145 yards. I mentioned him uh, on Friday there. And then Jordan Addison for USC, of course, seven receptions, 106 yards, and a touchdown before he got injured. Uh, and then USC tight end Josh Phalo, uh, two catches, 14 yards, both uh, receptions for touchdowns there. Defensively, I'm going to go with Utah corner Clark Phillips the third. Who else? Four tackles, all of them solos, one sack, one tackle for loss, and two pass deflections. Was a little bit iffy, but he uh, got the job done when he needed to. USC cover plus three and a half. Uh, it's kind of disappointed. I hit Utah minus three and a half as a max play from my, my guy and they won, but they didn't cover. Uh, great teams win, uh, good teams win, but great teams cover. So sorry, Utah, you're not a great team. Uh, over 65 easily 85 in that game. North Carolina, they are six and one 38, 35 over Duke, a comeback effort by Drake may and the Tar Heels. May, though, 28-38, 73.7%, 380 yards, three touchdowns, 18 carries, 70 yards, and two fumbles. Great day for him, except the fumbles. Duke quarterback Riley Leonard, 20-31, 64.5%, 245 yards, one touchdown, one pick. On the ground, he was great, though, 14 carries, 130 yards, and a score. Leading ball carrier in this game, Jordan Waters for Duke, 15 carries, 91 yards, two touchdowns, and a one-yard reception. Um... 
And then a couple hundred yard receivers here. UNC for UNC wide receiver Josh Downs nine catches 126 yards, and wide receiver Antoine Green four catches 112 yards and a touchdown. Defensively, got to go with uh, UNC defensive back DeAndre Boykins. Seven tackles, five solos, one sack, one and a half tackles for loss, and a QB hurry. Duke cover plus seven, over 69. Oregon State, 24-10 over Washington State. Cameron Ward struggled mightily, 25 of 54, 46.3% completion, 345 yards, one touchdown and a pick. Bengal Branson wasn't much better for Oregon State. 12 of 24, 50% completion, 141 yards, one touchdown and a pick, four carries for 10 yards. But the Beavers got a lot of help from running back Damian Martinez, 16 carries, 111 yards. Great day for him. And they also got linebacker Jack Coletto. While he didn't have any defensive stats in this game, he offensively carried it six times for 14 yards, and he got two touchdowns off of those six carries. Washington State wide receiver Robert Farrell, the only 100-yard game here. Five catches, 131 yards. Defensively, a whole host of great performances. I am going to go with Washington State defensive end Ron Stone Jr., however. Eight tackles, four solos, one sack, one and a half tackles for loss, one pass deflection, and two QB hurries. Oregon State, minus three, covered under 51 and a half. Air Force crushing UNLV, 42 to seven. Cameron Friel uh, and Harrison Bailey both playing on the day for the Rebels. Friel, eight of 10, 80%, 108 yards, one touchdown, a pick, two fumbles as well. So three turnovers for Friel, not a great day there. Uh, Harrison Bailey for UNLV, 2 of 5, 40%, and 10 yards. Zeke Daniels didn't throw it much on the day, 1 of 2, 50%, 14 yards, and he also had four carries for 10 yards. But my guy, Brad Roberts, uh, he, along with John Lee Eldridge the third, were the uh, bell cows for the Air Force triple option attack. Roberts, 29 carries, 144 yards. He scored four touchdowns. That's all That's all Brad did on a, on a nice Saturday at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Uh, and then John Lee Eldridge, eight carries, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Emmanuel Michelle chipped in a touchdown as well for the Falcons. Uh, and then leading receiver in the game, Ricky White for UNLV. Wide receiver, four catches, 58 yards, and a score. Defensively, how can you not go with UNLV linebacker Austin Ajeka? Uh, 20 tackles. However, only four of them were solos, so that's not a very good percentage there. Um, for Ajeka, only uh, 20% of his total tackles solos. Air Force cover minus 10.5. I think I said about that on Friday to take the 10, um, which I did, and it smacked. Under 50, however, hits by one. Oh, that's tough for uh, overbetters there. Fresno State, a surprise upset over San Jose State, even though Fresno at home, 17 to 10. Um, Chevin Cordero, 22 of 44, 50%, 294 yards, one touchdown, and a pick. Logan Fife was good. For the Bulldogs, 22-32, 68.8%, 230 yards, one touchdown and a pick. Uh, also had a fumble. Leading rusher in the game, running back Jordan Mims, Fresno State, 16 carries, 71 yards and a touchdown. 
100 yard game here san jose state wide receiver elijah cook seven catches 140 yards and a touchdown and then defensively david perales the defensive end for fresno was uh everywhere uh, i mean chevin cordero is probably having nightmares about him still five tackles all of them solos he had four sacks five tackles for loss and one pass deflection uh just a monster of a game for perales uh fresno state plus seven under 47 easily FCS game of the week, also the battle for the Dakota marker. I mean, holy crap, how did this even happen? Uh, number two, S- South Dakota State getting it done at the Fargo Dome, upsetting number one, North Dakota State, 23-21 to 21, um, in a comeback effort. I turned this game off. Because I just thought North Dakota State looked very good. They were running running the ball well with Hunter Lubke. And I just I thought they had it in hand. It was twenty one to seven in the second quarter. Um, <laughs> South Dakota State resiliency shut out North Dakota State in the second half, scored sixteen unanswered, and got the job done. Um So, yeah, great job, Jackrabbits. Mark Lone wolfed them, so he's going to get a win on that one. And uh, Cam Miller for North Dakota State, 17 to 22, 77.3%, 227 yards, two touchdowns, eight carries for 19 yards and a score. I mean, I don't know how much else you can ask for your quarterback, North Dakota State. Uh, Mark Gronowski, however, South Dakota State, 16 to 21, 76.2%, 152 yards. Uh, Cole Payton came in and threw a pass for North Dakota State, threw a pick on his only attempt, uh, so 0 for 1 with one interception, also at a 16-yard carry. But I think the the biggest thing on on this game was the running game for South Dakota State. It's kind of weird you think about Lupke and the the running game for the Bison, but the Jacks had it going on the ground in this one. Isaiah Davis, 14 carries, 114 yards, and one touchdown. And then Amar Johnson, 12 carries, 89 yards, a touchdown, two catches, 19 yards there. Lupke for the Bison, 15 carries, 58 yards, and a 30-yard touchdown reception there. Leading receiver in the game, South Dakota State wide receiver Jaden Yonke, uh, seven catches, 83 yards. And then North Dakota State wide receiver DJ Hart, four catches, 59 yards, and a score. Leading receiver for the Bison. And uh, since we don't have tackle stats for the FCS games, uh, we do get interception stats and uh, fumble recovery stats. No fumble recovered, r- defensive fumble recoveries in this game, but we did have a pick. So safety Colby Herter, South Dakota State, got his interception here. South Dakota State plus four, under 46. NFL week uh, six here. Steelers. Upset 20 to 18 over the Buccaneers in Pittsburgh. Uh, Tom Brady, 62.5% completion, 243 yards and a touchdown. Mitch Trubisky came in for the injured Kenny Pickett, who got concussed. Uh, was good. I mean, I couldn't have expected this from, from Mitch Trubisky off the bench. 9 of 12, 75%, 144 yards and a touchdown. Got the game winning score to Chase Claypool. Um, 
Kenny Pickett, however, was very good in his when he was in 11 of 18, 61.1%, 67 yards a touchdown, uh, two carries for 16 yards. Leonard Fournette, leading ball carrier on the day, 21 carries, 63 yards, also six catches for 38 yards and a touchdown on six targets. Uh, Najee Harris scored a receiving touchdown, and then the leading receiver in the game, wide receiver Chase Claypool out of nowhere, seven catches, 96 yards, a touchdown on seven targets. Chris Godwin, wide receiver for the Bucks, also a good get game, six catches, 95 yards on 12 targets. Defensively, I'm going to go with uh, the winning team. So uh, Steelers defensive tackle Cameron Hayward, three tackles, two solos, one sack, one tackle for loss, and two QB hits. Steelers plus 9.5, I cashed on that one, under 46.5. Falcons upset the Niners in Atlanta, 28-14. Jimmy Garoppolo, 29-41, 70.7%, 296 yards, two touchdowns. But he threw two picks, big factor in the day. Three carries, 11 yards. Marcus Mariota was stellar, 13-14. That's 92.9% completion, 129 yards, two touchdowns, six carries, 50 yards, and another score. I mean, <clears throat> the Falcons could have never thought they'd get this kind of play out of Mariota here. Leading rusher on the day, Falcons running back Caleb Huntley, 16 carries, 59 yards. Uh, Jeff Wilson disappointed mightily for fantasy and for me. Uh, seven carries, 25 yards on a fumble, 0.5 fantasy points. It was great times. Uh, two guys tied for the lead and receiving for the game. Both for the Niners, wide receiver Brandon Ayuk, eight catches, 83 yards, two touchdowns on 11 targets. And uh, tight end George Kittle had his best game of the season, eight catches, 83 yards on 10 targets. Debo Samuel also got 10 targets, caught seven of those for 79 yards. And uh, defensively, going to go with um, Falcons safety Jalen Hawkins, four tackles, one solo, a pass deflection, a, a pick and a zero-yard fumble recovery and touchdown uh, on a blocked punt. And that was scooped, almost scored, but fumbled into the end zone, and he recovered it there. Falcons plus 3.5, under 45.5. That killed my teaser. I teased the Saint, the uh, Niners down to plus 3, and they still didn't cover even at plus. Great times. Patriots whooping the Browns, 38-15. Bro, my boy Bailey's happy as ball. And I, I mean, Bill, you got to keep him in. Um, <clears throat> you know, he gives me a reason to root for the Patriots when I normally wouldn't because Bailey's happy has been my guy, and I love him. 24-34, uh, 70.6%, 309 yards, two touchdowns and a fumble. Uh, Jacoby Brissett for the Browns, 21 of 45, 46.7%, 266 yards, one touchdown, two picks and a fumble. Terrible day for Brissett, three turnovers there. Ramondre Stevenson, uh, the lead back roll with Damian Harris out was great. 19 carries, 76 yards, two touchdowns, four carries for 15 yards, four receptions for 15 yards on five targets. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, leading receiver in the game. Uh, Browns wide receiver, four catches, 74 yards, and on five targets there. Amari Cooper for the Browns, four catches, 44 yards, a touchdown on 12 targets there. 
And then how about rookie second-round pick wide receiver Tyquan Thornton, second game back on the year, four catches, 37 yards, a touchdown on five targets, three carries, 16 yards, and another score there. Defensively, Miles Garrett was a beast for Cleveland, five tackles, three solos, two sacks, two tackles for loss, and a QB hit. Patriots, plus two and a half, over 43 and a half. Jets upsetting the Packers in Green Bay. I, I kind of want to check. I, I, I should probably drive up to Green Bay just to make sure they still have a sky because I, I believe it is falling um, right now in Packerland. So I might have to go up there and check that. But um, Jets, though, 27-10. to 10, Robert Sala's crew on uh, – they're on a roll right now. Four and two here, second only to the Bills in their division, back by one game. Aaron Rodgers, 26 of 41, 63.4%, 246 yards, a touchdown, and a fumble. Zach Wilson, that's what the formula has been. They haven't had to do much with Wilson because Brees Hall, Michael Carter, and the run game has been doing it all. But Wilson, 10 of 18, 55.6%, 110 yards. Jordan Love came in late, two of four, 50% for eight yards. Brees Hall, mentioned him. I mean, Brees the Beast, uh, how can he not be? 20 carries, 116 yards, a touchdown, two receptions for five yards. Uh, Robert Tunyon, his best game of the season, just like Kittle there for San Fran. 10 catches, 90 yards on 12 targets. Uh, Braxton Berrios for the Jets, one catch for six yards on his only target, but he had a 20-yard rushing touchdown as well. Receivers are even running in touchdowns for the Jets. Uh, a lot of defensive stats here. Quinnen Williams, though, uh, just dominant all day long in Green Bay. Defensive tackle for the Jets, five tackles, four solos, two sacks, two tackles for loss, three QB hits, and he blocked a field goal, uh, did Quinnen Williams. Uh, safety Will Parks for the Jets, also worth mentioning, 20-yard blocked punt return for a touchdown. Packers special teams um, are a factor once again. Jets plus 7.5, under 44.5. Colts, I hate the Colts so much. The Jags were winning this game, y'all. They should have won this game. They had every reason to win this game. And look, the Jags were up. They were up 7-0, to 3 21-13, 27-26. Uh, they were up 21-13, 21-19. Um, the, the Colts took the lead with 12-47 to go. The Jags came back. They scored with 2.44 to go, missed the two-point conversion. Um, and then they blew a coverage on the last touchdown of the game. I have no clue how they let Alec Pierce wide open um, for a 32-yard touchdown reception to win the game. Uh, but it happened, and the Jags killed my underdog parlay that had been completed by the Patriots winning and the Seahawks winning. I just needed Jacksonville to hold their end, and they could not sweep the Colts when they should have. Matt Ryan, uh, they had no running game whatsoever um, with Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines out. 
But Ryan threw it 58 times, completed 42 of those, 72.4%, 389 yards and three touchdowns. That's that's Matt Ryan's stats right there. Uh, prime Falcons Ryan stats. Lawrence was uber efficient, 20 of 22, 90.9%, but only 165 yards, a touchdown, six carries, 23 yards, two rushing touchdowns for him. Travis Etienne, uh, 10 carries, 86 yards, two catches for 22 yards, leading rusher in the game. How about the day for Deion Jackson? While I said they didn't really run the ball very well, 12 carries, 42 yards, and a touchdown, he caught 10, all 10 of his targets for 79 yards on the day. Great PPR performance for him. And then Michael Pittman was uh, just going off in this game. 13 receptions, 134 yards on 16 targets. Colts wide receiver Paris Campbell also got 11 targets. He caught seven for 57 and a touchdown. Um, and defensively, going to go with uh, Jags corner Shaquille Griffin. Nine tackles, seven solos, two tackles for loss, and two pass deflections. Colts cover minus one and a half, over 41. I cashed on that. Vikings 24-16 over the Dolphins. Teddy Bridgewater had to come in. Skylar Thompson injured his right thumb. So, Teddy, 23-34, 67.6%. 329 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, and a 10-yard run. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 66.7%, 20 of 30, 175 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Skylar Thompson, I thought was great when he was in. 7 of 13, 53.8%, 89 yards. Doesn't look that great, but I thought he played well, was keeping the Dolphins in it. Teddy Bridgewater struggled when he first came in, got better as the game went on, ended up getting them to within one score. Uh, Dalvin Cook leading ball carrier on the day. Vikings running back 13 carries, 77 yards, a touchdown, and a six-yard reception. 300-yard receivers in the game. Tyreek Hill for the Dolphins, 12 catches, 177 yards on 15 targets. Jalen Waddle for the Dolphins, 6 catches, 129 yards on 10 targets. But he had a key fumble that lost the Vikings the game. Um, they were down uh, 20, was it 21? They were down 16 to 10, driving. They got to the 40, uh, to the 42 yard line. Teddy Bridgewater hit Jalen Waddle for a 14 yard reception. Harrison Smith stripped him. Harrison uh, Cam Bynum recovered, and um, that was it, essentially for the game. Even though the teams exchanged touchdowns after that. Um, but, yeah, it was a tough look for Jalen Waddle when they were driving down to uh, take the lead 17-16 to 16 at that point. Also, 100-yard day, wide receiver Justin Jefferson for the Vikings. Six catches, 107 yards on eight targets. Tight end Mike Gesicki, his best season game of the season. Six catches, 69 yards, two touchdowns on seven targets. And then a whole host of defensive performances. I don't even know who to pick. I think I got to go with uh, Vikings linebacker Zadarius Smith, though. Four tackles, three solos, two sacks, two tackles for loss, and four QB hits for Zadarius. Great free agent addition from the Packers this offseason. Vikings cover minus three. I gave that out on uh, Friday. 
and under 45. Bengals had no right to win this game, 30-26. to 26. Uh, The issue was the Saints were kicking field goals all day instead of scoring touchdowns. Uh, Will Lutz kicked four field goals from 35, 30, 37, and 31 yards out. They were getting close, but not close enough to punch it in. Um, so yeah, that was the big difference by the Bengals scored with 157 to go, uh, to give them a four point lead and, uh, win the game on a 60 yard touchdown reception from Jamar Chase. Uh, but yeah, I had Saints plus three. It did not go well. Also lone wolf, the Saints in our picks. So that was not great either. I thought the Saints had it in hand. They were, um, up 7-0. 17 to 7, 20 to 14 at halftime, 23 to 14, 26 21, and then uh, 26 24 with 3.42 to go and could not hold it. Joe Burrow, 75.7%, 300 yards, three touchdowns, four carries, 25 yards, and another score, four total for Joey B on the day. Andy Dalton, 17 to 32, 53.1%, 162 yards, and a touchdown. Taysom Hill, uh on the day five carries 39 yards two of four passing 16 yards there really the Bengals did a nice job shutting him down alvin Kamara led the game in rushing though 19 carries 99 yards six catches 25 yards on nine targets for Kamara. uh jamar chase monster day for him seven catches 162 yards two touchdowns on 10 targets t higgins also had 10 targets for the Bengals. six catches 47 yards there uh, and then defensively, or, or actually, got a shout out. Weber State, the pride of Weber State wide receiver Rashid Shahid for the Saints. Only had one target, didn't catch it. But he had a 44-yard rushing touchdown uh, just activated to the uh, from the practice squad for this game. So great moment for uh, Shahid in that one. Followed him in our FCS games a couple years ago. Defensively, got to go with uh, Saints linebacker Demario Davis. Nine tackles, seven solos, two sacks, two tackles for loss, and two QB hits. Bengals cover minus three over 43. Giants 24-20 over the Ravens. Uh, surprise comeback from the G-Men uh, at MetLife Stadium. They were down 20-10. In the fourth quarter, 12.54 to go. They scored a touchdown, 6.01 to go, and then scored a second one to go up with 1.43 to go. Lamar Jackson, 17-32, 53.1%, yards, one touchdown, a pick, seven carries, 77 yards, and a fumble, two turnovers for Jackson on the day. Not a good look. Daniel Jones for the G-Men, 19-27, 70.4%, 173 yards, two touchdowns, and a fumble. Uh, was great down the stretch for them. Uh, Kenyon Drake led the game in rushing. 10 carries, 119 yards, one touchdown, and an eight-yard reception. J.K. Dobbins got injured early, so Drake carried the load here and effectively as well. Saquon, 22 carries, 83 yards, one touchdown, three catches for 12 yards. Mark Andrews, uh, another good game for him. Seven catches, 106 yards, a touchdown, and 11 targets for the Baltimore tight end. And uh, defensively, I'm going to go 
with uh, the bottom guy, Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackle for the Giants, one tackle, one solo, uh, one sack, one tackle for loss, one pass deflection, and two QB hits. Giants plus five and a half, under 45 and a half by one and a half. Rams, 24-10 over the Panthers. They are down 500. Uh, Matthew Stafford, 26-33, 78.8% grade efficiency there. 253 yards, one touchdown, and a pick. Uh, ended up being a pick six. Quarterback P.J. Walker started for the Panthers with uh, Sam Darnold still on IR. Baker Mayfield uh, injured as well. Not bad. 10 of 16, 62.5%, 60 yards. No scores there, though. No turnovers for PJ as well. Great job. Uh, Jacob Easton got in late when Walker went down with an injury. 3 of 5, 60%, 59 yards, and a pick. Christian McCaffrey, your leading rusher on the day. 13 carries, 69 yards. 7 receptions, 89 yards on 8 targets. That's the PPR McCaffrey we all love to see. Even though they're not scoring touchdowns, he's not scoring touchdowns, and they're not scoring a lot of points offensively. Cooper Cup uh, led the way in receiving. Why? Uh, how would he not? Seven catches, 80 yards, and eight targets. Uh, and then defensively, got to go uh, with Panthers corner Dante Jackson. Two tackles, both of them solos, a pass deflection on a 30-yard pick, six. Rams covered minus 10 and gave that one out on Friday as well. Under 41. Seahawks upsetting the Cardinals, 19-9 in Seattle. Kyler Murray, 62.2%, 222 yards, one pick. 10 carries, 100 yards, and a fumble. Uh, Geno Smith, not as great as he has been, but still got it done, 64.5%, 20 of 31, 197 yards, six carries for 48 yards. Kenneth Walker the third. look at his first game as a starter in the NFL, 21 carries, 97 yards, a touchdown, two catches for 13 yards. Tight end Zach Ertz, leading receiver on the day, seven catches, 70 yards on 10 targets for Arizona. Rondale Moore also got 10 targets for the Cardinals, six catches, 49 yards. Uh, also want to shout out Noah Fant, his best game of the season. A lot of tight ends having their best game of the season this weekend. Um, for Best game in his first season with Seattle, six catches, 45 yards on seven targets. Defensively, I'm going to go with uh, Cardinals linebacker Zayvon Collins, set nine tackles, five solos, two sacks, two tackles for loss, one pass deflection, and two QB hits. A um, lot of great defensive stats in this one. And then Cardinals safety Chris Banjo, one tackle, it was a solo, and a zero-yard fumble recovery of a touchdown. Michael Dixon, uh, or, yeah, Michael Dixon, the punter for the Seahawks muffed the snap in his own end zone. Banjo recovered it there. Seahawks plus two and a half. We all got our dog right there. They went out right under 50 and a half easily. What a game. Bills 24-20 win it in Arrowhead. Patrick Mahomes 62.5%, 338 yards, two touchdowns. Two picks were key picks for Buffalo. Four carries for 21 yards. Josh Allen for the Bills. 67.5%, 329 yards, three touchdowns, 12 carries, 32 yards, and a fumble. Uh, Devin Singletary leading rusher on the day, 17 carries, 85 yards, four catches, 22 yards on five targets for the Bills running back. 
Chiefs really couldn't run the ball most of the day. Clyde Edwards Alaire, nine carries, thirty three yards. Three hundred yard receivers in this one. Stefan Diggs went crazy, ten catches, one hundred forty eight yards, a touchdown on thirteen targets. Juju Smith-Schuster, his best game is the Chief. Five catches, 113 yards, a touchdown on five targets to my fantasy team's dismay. And then tight end Travis Kelsey, again, uh, another great game. Eight catches, 108 yards on 10 targets. Defensively, got to go with Vaughn Miller for the Bills. Linebacker, four tackles, all of them solos, two sacks, two tackles for loss, two QB hits. He has been a great addition for Buffalo. Uh, Bills cover minus two and a half under 54. And like I said, those two picks, one was in the end zone for Kair Elam, rookie first round pick. The second, uh, was Teron Johnson who picked Pat, Patrick Mahomes off, uh, while they were driving to go try to win the game. Sunday night football, the only undefeated team in the league. Yes, the Philadelphia Eagles are six and oh. 26 to 17 over the Dallas Cowboys in Philadelphia. Cooper Rush 18 of 38, 47.4%, 181 yards, one touchdown, three picks. Were great interceptions early on for Philly. Uh, two of them early on, one late uh, that sealed it. Quarterback Jalen Hurts for Philly 15 to 25, 60%, 155 yards, two touchdowns, nine carries for 27 yards. Zeke Elliott he led the way rushing for uh, the game Cowboys running back 13 carries 81 yards and a touchdown one reception for five yards CD Lambs your leading receiver in the game Cowboys five catches 68 yards on 10 targets AJ Brown scored Devonte Smith scored as well um, and then defensively gotta go with uh, a great acquisition for Howie Roseman just before the season started uh, Eagles safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson, four tackles, three solos, two pass deflections, and two picks. James Bradbury also had a great game with four pass deflections to go along with three tackles, uh, which all of them were solos. Eagles covered minus seven, over 42.5 by the hook. NCAA News. Um, Conference USA is officially adding a 10th member. It will be Kennesaw State FCS member currently. Uh, they will jump up to FBS uh, July 1st, 2024. Also in NCAA news, I mentioned about Devin Leary. Lost for the season uh, for NC State. He uh, tore his peck last week against Florida State. So Jack Chambers will be the quarterback going forward for the Wolfpack. NFL news, we have a trade. Happened today, the Panthers sending wide receiver Robbie Anderson out to the desert to play for the Cardinals. Uh, the Panthers get some much-needed draft capital back, a 2024 sixth and a 2025 seventh. I think it's a great trade. Change of scenery for Robbie Anderson, who has one year left on his deal, I believe. Um, so got kicked out of the game on uh, yesterday by interim head coach Steve Wilkes. So a change of scenery, much needed for both teams there. Happy um, that uh, I picked him up, though, um, in fantasy. Hopefully he does some stuff in Arizona. General news here, free agent wide receiver Deshaun Jackson. He is said he is not retired and that he uh, wants to re return to playing. Uh, so 
He mentioned a list of four teams, the Eagles, the Packers, the Ravens, or the Rams. He sees those all four teams. He's trying to ring chase and, and get it, get one. So <clears throat> he sees all four of those teams as Super Bowl caliber teams. <clears throat> Spent two stints with the Eagles, so possibly third one. They have a lot of wide receiver depth. Don't see it happening. The Packers need receivers, definitely. I can definitely see that one. And he does have a visit with the Ravens tomorrow, so he could possibly join a team. Uh, 35-year-old there could be going to Baltimore. Um, and then also the Rams. He said that kind of ended a little sticky, so might not be an option this time around. The Panthers traded Robbie Anderson already. They're listening to trade offers, though, for running back Christian McCaffrey. I'd hate to see it happen. He's a franchise uh, cornerstone. But a team acquiring McCaffrey, his remaining contract looks like this. 2022 is uh, a guaranteed $1.035 million uh, against the cap. 23 is $12 million, 24 is $12 million, and 25 is $12.2 million. Uh, and only the 2022 cap hit is guaranteed. Um, however, defensive end Brian Burns and wide receiver DJ Moore for the Panthers, they are not available, likely not available, um, as they see those two as franchise building blocks and pieces that would attract a new coach. The Rams, they are seeking a trade partner for running back Cam Akers. The relationship between him and the team has fallen apart, um, so we will likely see Cam Akers moved um, somewhere soon, still on his rookie deal, so affordable for many teams. The Also with the Rams, they are seeking to resubmit a rule proposal that will make all personal fouls reviewable. That includes roughing the passer, so that would be a big deal. Um I don't like it. It's kind of going back to the pass interference thing. It's so subjective that, you know, it's tough to have to stop. And and that's the thing. You'd be stopping these games a lot more to review personal fouls, you know. So I don't think it's going to get passed by the owners so, uh, but we'll have to wait and see when that uh, next league meeting comes around. Nashville Mayor John Cooper, he has struck a deal with the Titans to build a new domed stadium in Nashville. Um, $2.2 billion estimated cost, $800 million of that coming from uh, private sources with the Titans and $500 million from the state bonds. Um, that would be a 1% hotel tax. Uh, for Nashville and the surrounding area of the new stadium and the stadium itself. Um, however, it still does have to pass through the Metro Council there, so we'll wait and hear uh, updates on that. The Texans have parted ways with Executive Vice President Jack Easterby, has been with the team since 2019, was uh, you know a, a big part of them coming in and a big part of when Nick Casario came in um, I believe in 2021 um, or 2020 whenever that was uh, but he is now gone from the Texans 
And the Browns, they agreed with linebacker Deion Jones to eliminate the 2023 contract year for his deal. So this makes Deion Jones a free agent uh, this next offseason in May, uh, in March, I should say. And um, he has now 11 games, plus if the Browns make the playoffs, uh, to prove his market worth. Some IR moves. The Saints placed wide receiver Deontay Hardy on IR. The Niners did the same with defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw. IR activations. The Browns, before their game yesterday, they activated corner Grady Williams from IR. And uh, Broncos, they are getting a lot of help tonight. They activated all-pro safety Justin Simmons, rookie tight end Greg Dulcich, and corner Michael Ochimedia. Uh, from IR, getting all three of those guys back tonight will be a big boost, especially defensively uh, against Mike Williams, possibly Keenan Allen. Not sure what his game status is just yet. Um, Injury-wise, a lot of injuries. There always is on Monday. Dolphins, quarterback Tua Tagovailoa, he is uh, expected to return from his concussion next week against the Steelers on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Commanders, they will be without quarterback Carson Wentz for four to six weeks, probably going to go on IR. He has a fractured right ring finger, and he is undergoing surgery later today, or possibly now even. Um, Also, Dolphins quarterback Skylar Thompson, he has a right thumb injury, so we'll see Teddy Bridgewater likely uh, backing up to attack by Loa, Skylar Thompson back to the practice squad or uh, whatnot there in Miami. Packers wide receiver Randall Cobb. He has a high ankle sprain, so he'll be out for a little bit. Um, Dolphins corner Nick Needham. He tore his Achilles. He is out for the year, as is Rams left tackle Joe Noteboom, also done for the year with a torn Achilles. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. He is expected to return next week. Um, that game against the Lions in Dallas there. Uh, Cardinals got good news today. Wide receiver Marquise Brown, he suffered a non-surgical foot fracture, so likely out six weeks. Getting a second opinion right now, but that's very good news as uh, early reports were his season was done. However... Cardinals did get bad news on left guard Justin Pugh. He suffered a season-ending knee injury. Um, We'll have to fill his spot on the offensive line. Couple ins and outs for uh, or injury updates for Thursday night's game. Saints quarterback Andy Dalton, he is questionable with a back injury. Not sure if Jameis Winston is going to return for this game or not, but uh, Andy Dalton now also dealing with a back injury. Uh, And then Saints rookie wide receiver Chris Olave, he will be good to go. Thursday night he uh, was not on the injury report today so Saints will at least have Chris Olave back for whoever is playing quarterback on Thursday and uh, one transaction the Bills they released linebacker Andre Smith he is coming off a suspension today Saints also waived wide receiver Kawan Baker coming off his six game suspension today as well pick standings look who's at the top the guy that's a fan of the only undefeated team in the league. Um, 
Eight and four. Yeah, I lone wolfed Carson Wentz and the Washington Commanders on Thursday. Uh, we all got the Chiefs right on Monday against the Raiders. So, uh, yeah, my lone wolf of Washington got me to the top spot. I am now one game ahead of Mark at uh, eight and four. Two game. Mark's at seven and five. Logan at six and six. And Peter still uh, below 500 at five and seven. So tonight, uh, in about two hours here, the Broncos at the Chargers. Um, I'm on the Broncos spread plus four and a half, but we're all in the Chargers uh, to win the game. However, I think they can get it done. The the defensive help, like I said, with uh, Ojemadia and Justin Simmons should help a lot. And I think Dulcich at tight end could be a big boost for Denver. Um, kind of kills my Eric Salbert two-plus receptions, however. Um, I hope he can still get that. But, um, yeah, I, I think Justin Herbert has a good game, and it's going to be a tight one. But uh, give me L.A., and we're all on the Chargers here. Over-under here is 45-and-a-half. I have to go with the under, and this one is at 8.15 p.m. on ESPN. Thursday night, Saints at the Cardinals, both teams two and four. Cardinals getting two at home. I will take that uh, number as it currently stands. Over-under is 44 and a half. Um, yeah, I mean, the I, I would think that it's going to go over, I think. I'm not sure. It depends who plays quarterback for the Saints. We'll have to see. Peter doesn't care about that quarterback situation. He is lone-wolfing New Orleans. <clears throat> we are all on the Cardinals, however, Logan. Mark and I, uh, so good luck to you, sir, Peter, in your lone wolf on Thursday night. But I just think DeAndre Hopkins coming back, they get Robbie Anderson. I don't think he'll play with having that limited of time, uh, probably only two days um, to get prepped, you know, uh, tomorrow and Wednesday. So I don't think Robbie Anderson will play. If he does, it'll be limited snaps. They, they're they not going to have Marquise Brown. So it'll be DeAndre Hopkins that'll have to dominate against Marshawn Lattimore and co., which I think he will in his first game back. He'll be fresh, and uh, the connection will still be there with Kyler Murray and D-Hop. 8.15 prime video. Next week, we'll be back uh, looking at the Week 7 conclusion uh, Monday night, Bears at the Patriots, and the Thursday night, Week 8 kickoff, uh, Ravens at the Bucks. What a matchup we're going to have for that game. Uh, we'll also have, as always, the uh, college football and NFL game recaps from the weekend, and also get you caught up on all the news from around college and the NFL. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media at FAA podcast on Instagram and Twitter at FAA underscore bets uh, is our betting account. And then FAA podcast.com is our website. Of course, you can check us out here on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Thank y'all for watching and we'll see you back for football Friday.